What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 158 of your favorite podcast, the Grown Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Haley, alongside my co-host of the day, Megan Long. She is back and ready to attack. Today, we're going to talk about eight tips to improve right now, today, that you can apply immediately. I think you guys are going to love it. As always, Grown Eye Podcast brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Just go Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. Please leave us a five-star rating and review that will enter you into the weekly $100 Amazon on gift card giveaway. Let me tell you, I really want you to get that gift card. I really want you to get that gift card. Someone's got to win 100 bucks. Might as well be you. Episode 158, have your notepads ready. I'll see you inside. Boy, oh boy, do I have a surprise coming for you guys. Let's see. Maybe, how many people in the world know about what's happening? Like, 10? I don't know. 12? I don't know how many people you told. No one. <laughs> Maybe like, I would say 10. Yeah, 10. 10's a pretty good number. Yeah. And I, I, I shared um, on Instagram. Actually, it's funny. I was like thinking about like, I need to tease this because we're going to build this up. Like the, the hype on the, because there's multiple announcements I have to make. You know, the but first how one, long are you able to build it up for? Like how long until August? Until it happens. Until August. Well, the first one's going to happen. Up. The first one's going to happen any day. Oh no, that'll be announced May first. That's so very far away. So within a month, people are going to know both of the drops. Okay. But if you guys didn't see, I posted on Instagram yesterday. Um, super fucking dope picture. One of my favorite pictures Ian takes. You know what I love about Ian's work? Ian captures the meaningful moments of what it is to be a bodybuilder. I've never had a content director able to do that. Um, like he, he gives the side stuff that most photographers yeah. don't get. Like during the sets, the easy part, like writing in your logbook, yeah, and like the aftermath of the set, yeah. He stays. Yeah. He stays looking for a shot. He stays locked in, mm-hmm. and it separates him from anyone I've ever worked with, and it makes me really, really, really. Like I said on my Instagram the other day, I'm really hyped to have him um, logging this prep with me. You know, what I'm going to start doing that I'm going to talk to him about soon is we're going to do a whole YouTube video. And I want him to like, go and start working on it now. Um, like eight weeks out. And we're not going to release it until after Junior Nationals. And like it's every step of the way for like, the last like eight weeks to the show one. Yeah. And it should, because, so, you, you, like, you know how I do my YouTube? So, he has that YouTube that he wants, that he needs to upload. Uh, my YouTube, so your YouTube, we want to grow it because mm-hmm. you could have a very big YouTube presence and you should have a very big YouTube presence. I honestly, I like just going through my YouTube and just, like, like I really like memories. reliving the moment. Yeah, it's per, it's truly my personal memories. And if you guys want to share that with me, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. But I've had the YouTube for a year and a half and I think I have eight videos up. Yeah. You know, so like it's not something that I put time into. But, like, every show prep, that would be cool. Because we have one for the Ohio. Mm-hmm. This one. But then the next one after this one is USA. Yep. So, like, you know, that would be so really when, cool. So, when, even when your bodybuilding career as a bodybuilder is over. Is over, I'll have all these memories. Have, yeah, yeah that's like, what's really cool about YouTube, yeah. though. Even people who decide for it. Like, if I decided to drop off with YouTube, like, those memories aren't going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. I, I do think it's powerful. It's like, photos, like, get deleted and lost in XYZ and stuff. Like, you, like YouTube's easy. And you even delete the there. files off your folder. Exactly. Like, off your computers. Exactly. But, yeah, yeah. So, I'm excited for that. That's cool. Um, but That's I'm really cool. excited for the announcements we have coming. Like I said on my Instagram uh, post yesterday, it's truly industry changing. And it's something I'm really, really proud of. 
Um, and I think you guys are going to be really proud too. So I'm definitely, definitely really excited about that. I feel like there's always such exciting things happening now. Absolutely. Um, and it's really cool because, you know, it's like the trials and tribulations of, you know, being an entrepreneur, but also like being someone who has somewhat of a spotlight because I ask for it because I want that and I like carry it proudly and boldly. Um, like the trials and tribulations are like pretty fucking brutal to be honest. But like, man, the shit just pays off. And like, we have such good people surrounding us. Yeah. We've never had this good of people surrounding us. That's it's for sure. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> Thank God we finally <laughs> have good people around us. Anyway, so I don't have any other comments about that. I have no other comments about that. But yeah, so it's cool. It's exciting. I'm really excited for you guys. I will keep you guys super tuned on that one. Um, March, you guys blew us up in March. We had 75K downloads. That is absolutely hey. nuts. I remember in December, you know, I was really excited about December because it was like 39,000 downloads. And now I was like, oh my God. What was the goal when I told you? That I would take you to Soto. It was like 50,000 or something. No, no, no. That oh. was ratings. Oh, okay. Really that was 600 okay. ratings, okay. and we're getting close to 700. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. It's really that cool. That wasn't that long ago either. No, it wasn't that long. It was, it was around a month ago. So, yeah, super freaking cool. Uh, I appreciate you guys. You guys don't understand how much sharing and just telling your friends about us really helps us a ton. Um, like, truly, I appreciate it a lot. So, for me to you, thank you very much. Um, today, we're going to talk about eight tips to literally improve today. And this is improve your fitness, this is improve your bodybuilding, this is improve all that stuff, okay? Um, these are common things I realize people struggle with. Um, and I kind of want to just... You know, you kind of this podcast for like real, raw, and truthful fucking information, right? Uh, so number one, a rest day is your best friend. Listen, you don't get better in the gym. You get better when you're outside of the gym and your entire body systemically is recovering. So people view training and recovering from a musculoskeletal sense at the muscular level. Well, you know, my biceps aren't sore anymore, so I train biceps. But it doesn't mean your nervous system's caught up yet. It doesn't mean your connective tissues have caught up yet. It doesn't mean everything else. Your connective tissues and your nervous system take longer than your muscles to recover. Soreness is not an indication of yeah. a good workout. Yeah, it's it's not an indicator My whatsoever. biceps personally really almost never get sore. Wow, mine are pretty sore today. That doesn't mean but I'm going to train, really train them. That means I'm going to train them every day. I actually hate. You have a bicep exercise that I hate. I don't care. I know. That's why I don't tell you about it. Because <laughs> you only do it because you look really cool when you do it. No, I probably feel I feel like you'll get juicy. Yeah, you look. It's really not like cool I need to have. I know a strong biceps um, indicate a strong back, but yeah, yeah, I just don't really care about that. In that I much. know, I know, I know. That's I, why. That's why I don't like nitpick everything because, like, I know the reason why you're doing them is like you look dope and you get a decent contraction. <laughs> And you really don't want to grow, but every time I see you do standing dumbbell curls, I'm just like, what do you hmm. mean I do? <laughs> Like we're advanced lifters, we should be, we should have that back supported. Feel, we should have I that elbow good. supported. But yeah. hey, I feel good about you know you feel good. I feel good. I'm happy where we're at. You know, let's keep rolling. We'll just keep the train fucking moving. Act like it's not even fucking happening here. I mean, there's still a pretty good size biceps. <laughs> it's decent. It's decent. I but, bet you they're. Yeah. What do you think they're like? Thirteen inches. You probably got thirteen or twelves. You got 12s. What are you guys thinking? <laughs> you got 12s. I'm going to say 12 and a half. You got 12s. We'll measure. We'll get back. Uh, but a rest day is your best friend. It's the only day that you're going to be able to actually improve. You don't improve when you're in the gym, tearing down muscle, and applying stress to the body. 
you improve when the body understands it is now able, and uh, you know, in a safe environment and a conducive environment to repair and recover and reset. So if you're someone who trains, like if you train hard six days a week, you're falling behind. If you train hard and you, like, and you only take three rest days a month or something like that, it's rather idiotic. But how hard are you actually training? If you so that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if you're training six days a week, you think you're training hard. Because, like, I mean, tomorrow's rest day, like, I crawled through my session today. I still hit PRs, all that stuff. And, you know, I do four on, I do three on, one off, four on, one off. That's, my like, my split, right? So it's two rest days every nine days. And, um, you know, as I get deeper in prep, I'll probably have to bump that frequency of rest days up, like, three on, one off, three on, one off. Um, but I crawled through my session today. Like I remember when I warmed up with the 25 pound dumbbells and I grabbed the dumbbells for lateral raises and I was like, Oh, that like, that's a great indicator. Yeah. Um, like Matt asked me the other day, how does your feet feel when they hit the floor? And like, that's a great indicator. You know, something I ask my, my athletes regularly is how's the weight feeling? You just grab them to warm up. Cause you're going to tell right away, like, Man, every day it feels a little heavy until you're loose and warmed up and ready to go. Look, that's that's not because you're stiff and it's not because you're not ready to train. It's because you need rest. Um, of course, listen, like your body has a job to perform and do what you're asking it to do. So it's going to show up and do it. How the fuck do you think we've survived, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of years of evolution? right? The body shows up and just performs when it's called upon, but that doesn't mean it's optimal. You know, all the time, just attack, 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 attack. Sometimes you got to take steps back. You know, I love taking prolonged rest periods. I love asking my clients, Hey, when's the last time you took a week off training? Oh, it's been a year. Congratulations. Welcome <laughs> to your next week <laughs> off training, you know? Week, yeah. yeah like, like now it's your fucking week. Now it's your time to take a week off. So rest days are your best friends your body needs to be able to recover and reset it only does that when you're at rest okay variables look out for elevated resting heart rate elevated blood glucose and brain fog um like i said how's your feet floor when you touch the ground how's the weights feel when you grab them how's your pumps in the gym now if you're dieting of course your pumps in the gym are gonna be down a little bit but like if you're not dieting your pumps in the gym should be rather stable um how's your motivation to go to the gym your libido is a good indicator is it less than normal um then you know we probably need some rest um appetite um if it's less than normal we probably need some rest um so you know things like that are very 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 important to look at okay um number two training with momentum offer alters the resistance profile so one of the reasons i'm so big on intent-based training is because we pull momentum out of the movement and we're able to just control the movement from beginning to end of the resistance profile with the active within an active range of motion through our target muscle i want to give you an example of why this matters Let's take a dumbbell lateral raise. For example, since I did, did those today, I think it's a, good it's, it's a good thing to utilize here. And it's one that's used with momentum. Like and everyone <laughs> uses momentum on these holy fucking Everyone's shit. thrusting those babies and up. Thrusting them up. <laughs> if it is controlled, then the greatest tension is at the top of the movement because you're overcoming such a ridiculous amount of gravity to continue elevating those dumbbells to their appropriate place within the range of motion spectrum. 
right? If we're training, and, and within this, the top, when that is the greatest resistance profile, that, that's training the medial delt head, right? This one muscle that is strong enough to support at the top of the resistance profile on a dumbbell lateral raise. It is your medial delt. It's the only one aligned and capable of doing that. You cannot bias it more. If it's with momentum, the resistance profile is at the bottom of the movement. Now you're training your supraspinatus. And it's just popping it out there, popping it out there, <laughs> popping it out there. Yeah, dude. Hey, you're going to get a medial delt pump because your medial delts still have to work through the mid-range, through the top of that motion. But you're only working through momentum. You're just thrusting it up there. There's no initiation from the bottom of the movement from your medial delt because you're shifting your, you're pushing your shins forward. And by proxy, you're thrusting your hips forward. And holy shit, I mean, I like, you can't even put into words how much stronger your hips are than your, your hips are 100 times stronger. Well, I mean, let's actually put that into perspective on perfectly intentful lateral raises. Today, I did 55s for 15 reps. That's perfect intent. So, super controlled. And I, so I call them high, dumbbell high lateral raises. A common lateral raise will come up to like the bottom part of your armpit. And here, I'm bringing the dumbbell up to in line. So, I'm like a T at the top. Right, that is with extreme intent. I do, I do the other dumbbell um, lateral raises as well, where I just come up to the armpit. Uh, different strokes, different folks, different days. Um, so I use fifty fives. I got it for fifteen. My hips. I mean, you know, we talked about on the podcast the other day that you were on. If you hip thrust without intent, if I hip thrust with no intent, just my hips moving up, but I could hit seven hundred. Oh yeah, absolutely. For ten, fifteen. That's how much fucking stronger your hips are than your fucking medial delts, right? I mean, you can't even put a goddamn number on that. So your hips doing a tiny bit, like people think that's not a lot. That they're like, that doesn't help a ton. Your, t your hips doing a small amount is so much more than what your medial delt is able to overcome. And so your supraspinatus actually simulates from the bottom of that movement as a secondary or ancillary muscle. Pops it out there, your hips initiate the movement of the load, and then you just kind of carry it through with your medial delt after that, but there's not direct bias from the medial delt. So training with momentum, it's like that on every single lift, right? If you train dumbbell chest press with extreme momentum, it's just it's an anterior delt press. You know, it's not going to be a pec-focused press. If you train dumbbell rows, lat-focused rows with extreme momentum, it's just going to turn into a trap-focused throw. I think that's the one I see, honestly, the most with momentum. How did... Like, I've posted about good dumbbell ladder raises so much. Yeah. How are they still so fucked? <laughs> like, how are they so fucked? I don't... <laughs> what I don't understand is... Why do people make them like so complex? They're not. You literally lift They're the not. fucking weight up. You so, all right, so let me walk you through a good dumbbell lateral raise. We all know that a good starting training position is your weight evenly distributed amongst your feet on the floor, feet flat on the floor, slight bend in your knees, slight extension of the hips, chest tall, a spine that's, that's neutral, your chin neutral as well. That's where we're starting. 
The so dumbbells start outside of your thigh, not fucking inside of your thigh. Who the fuck ever taught someone to dumbbell lateral raise with the dumbbell starting at your dick and pushing them out? Literally. Your medial delt does not fucking bias that far inward. So they keep that the is momentum. Your fu- literally, that's, and that's your supraspinatus is the only fucking thing that can kick that fucking load out. Fuck. Dumbbell starts outside your thigh. Okay? So your arms literally straight down. It is not inside. It is straight down. You have a soft elbow. Your elbow is not locked. Your elbow is not bent. It's fucking soft. Just like your knees are soft. And you literally push your elbow to the side as far as you can. I always That's think about driving through your pinky. Lady with your elbows drive with your pinky. Who taught like, you that cue? So like an indicator when you're lifting. Who taught you that cue? Me. I don't know. It's me. Okay. Anyways. I'm just. Credit where it's due. Put I cre- was. Put some I respect was, on my name. <laughs> I wasn't but that's just a good, a mental note. Like, that's, I, I just. Yeah, drive through your pinky. I don't know it's how that else easy. to tell you this again. Yeah, driving through your pinky, straight arms and drive through your pinky. Like, straight arms from where the dumbbell is, is in perfect alignment with your shoulder. That's what I mean by straight arms. And then drive through your fucking pinky. It's that fucking simple. So fucked. Christ, I man, I just I think the issue is there's too many like fitfluencers that fucking post them so fucked and so wrong. And they're, but it's literally one of the reasons they're so fucked and so wrong. It's just like three pounds. Exactly. Yeah, they're losing three <laughs> they're pounds. They're just flying. So like my my post on ladder races that reaches twenty thousand people is so fucked by theirs that reaches two hundred thousand. Like that, it's it's like I, I can't even overcome that tidal wave. You just gotta like, be hotter. I gotta be way hotter. <laughs> I'll be way hotter. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, putting value in the scale is like viewing a car as an investment. You're gonna lose no matter what, dude. It doesn't matter what car you buy. It does not matter which brand Lamborghini, Bugatti that you buy. As soon as it's off the lot, the price of that thing drops by a pretty hefty percentage. The scale that you put all this value in tells me nothing about your performance. It tells me nothing about your body composition. It tells me nothing about your stress. It tells me nothing about how you slept last night. It tells me nothing about how well you're digesting foods. It tells me nothing about how well you're hitting your plan. It tells me nothing about with how much intent you're training with. Just fucking number. So you're putting value in a fucking thing, and especially enhanced athletes. Enhanced athletes like, fuck, and the scale's not moving. Yeah, you're on fucking anabolics. <laughs> like, holy shit, you're dropping fat and you're replacing that. Well, one, there's the huge glycolytic uptake that your body's able to use much more glycogen when you're on anabolics. So you have more availability for that. There's more water retention Training when you're on anabolics. High. Training intensity is higher, which means systemic stress is going to be higher and inflammation gonna is going to be higher. Yeah. These are the things that happen, right? You're putting value in something that just doesn't fucking mean anything. I have I have two clients right now. Off the top of my head. Ashley Jones mm-hmm. and Becca Dewey. Both are improving at really good rates. And the scale's just not really... Actually, wow, they weigh the exact same. Isn't that nuts? They weigh the exact same. So wow, the scales, weird. yeah, the scales not really moving at all for them. Yeah, Ashley's already 0.3 pounds higher than Becca. 
Isn't that funny? The scale's not moving at all for them, but their physique's improving every single week, right? Like, that's huge. That's like what you want, right? Th this is a good thing. But in, if you're putting value in the scale, then you're really missing out on what actually matters. Like the scale is a tool for me to use to be able to go back and gauge data later on. It's not something for you to fucking look at and be like, oh, fucking shit. They man, literally like, tie their there. happiness to it. They do. They do. Like, it doesn't it'll matter. affect their whole day. Doesn't matter how many PRs you hit in the gym. Doesn't matter your digestion's fixed. It doesn't matter if your libido's higher. You feel better. You look better. Yeah. But fuck that number, man. Yeah. I, I like. I will say it's downright stupid. You're wasting. You're wasting life. You're rotting your life away, worrying about this fucking scale that gives us that does not provide you value whatsoever. I think it's like it's it's just literally just literally stop. <laughs> I don't know how else to fucking tell toss you. It. Get rid Just of it. stop. Yeah, toss the fucking scale. I don't give a shit. Warm up with the exact same tempo, range of motion, the exact same technique overall is what you're going to perform with. So, before the Super Bowl, we had Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes warm it up on the field, right? If their receivers that they were throwing to were only running their outs at 40% the speed that they're going to run their outs with in the game, then the timing would probably be all for the first part of the game. Really simple, right? If their receivers are running, you know, full speed or extremely close to full speed during warmups, then when they get into the actual game, the timing of the routes and the ball delivery and the reads and everything is going to be really similar, right? And it's probably going to give you a better chance to win the football game. So why would we not warm up the exact same way in bodybuilding? Like I see people just grab weights and they just do things. And then all of a sudden it's like now the heavyweights are on and now you're locked in. You're fo your focus should be the exact same on your warm-up sets, on your feeder sets, on every single set as your heaviest top set you've ever had in your life. Like there's an element of fear that I have in my warm-up sets because I know what's coming next. And I know that right now if I don't get extremely mentally locked in, I might hurt myself really bad during the session because I'm moving massive amounts of load. That if I don't hit this right now, I, I actually warm up a little bit more now in prep than I usually do because I just want to be super sure. I want to be super, super, super sure. Like on uh, before, on pull day, mm -hmm. you know, I do this dumbbell, those bilateral dumbbell rows first. And I, you know, start with 70s and I do four warm up sets with 70s of like six to eight reps perfect intent the exact same way i'm going to execute them when i have 170s in my hands that's imperative and then i get the 170s in my hands and i do i i pick them up i pick them up off the ground and i get in position at the exact same tempo during my warm-up sets as i'm going to when my top set is here I think that is imperative. There's strong mental cueing here. And there's a massive psychological effect of this is what I'm trained to do. So now do. Like, you, you know, you, you're not going to teach an old dog new tricks, right? You're not going to teach a broken habit, this brand new intent, just because you decided to flip the fucking switch because it's game time now, right? Warm up with the exact same tempo, ROM technique, everything is what you're going to perform with. It's about perfect practice. Number five, the perfect split doesn't exist. Train your focus parts as much as you can recover from. But that being said, if you train legs three times per week, you're not training them hard enough once. Literally once. Like you're not yet. Like you're not even getting like one full training session out of that. I've uh, seen like, girls that are like, it's like legs, arms, legs, legs. <laughs> 
pole, legs, shoulders, like what the Glutes. fuck? So, so like the reason why this holds true is because number one, if you train with intent, then intent should get better every single session, right? If you're training to beat a log bug with progressive overload at the forefront of your mind, the log bug should get beat a majority of the sessions, right? If you're doing these two things, we need recoverability to be extremely high and very optimal. We need to serve our bodies, okay? Training legs is the most recovery intrusive body parts train because there's so fucking much to them. There's so much muscle. There's commonly a lot of hips involved. Hips ties into the spine. So when the spine becomes involved, we know recovery uh, needs are much higher. And you want to train them every other day? Or three, you know, however you fit three times a week. And no, neurologically, you need to recover. Connective tissue, you need to recover. Musculoskeletal, need to recover. And I do, if you're training legs hard, I mean hard. If you get down on the fucking leg press and you take that goddamn bitch all the fucking way where you're not able to do a single rep again with a substantial amount of load. And you can do that again in two days. You're not doing it again in two days. Or, or the other, yeah, or like the other item is you're just doing bullshit ass fluffy workouts here and there. Banded bull, dude, get rid of the, do, do, do not ever. I'm banning bands. If you don't have, at hog. I'm banning bands at hog. No, people warm up with them. You're not allowed to use them on your during your fucking training though. Well, not definitely not, not during. Yeah, that or in between. The stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. Like, why are you hip thrusting with bands around your fucking legs? Do you realize? Do you realize? That band is anti-abduction, and you're trying to grow your glutes, and the way that your glutes best contract and simulate is through maximal abduction. <laughs> Why the fuck is there a stupid band on your fucking knees? Literally, for what? And they feel the burn better. No, it's lactic acid accumulating because you have these slow twitch fibers that are just stimulated by this stupid fucking resistance that isn't even anything that that is going to apply an adaptive simulation to your body. This stupid little fucking resistance is forcing lactic acid around the, 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 the stimulated areas to increase. It's not a fucking burn. That's not an adaptation. That's not an adaptation being forced on literally anything. As soon as you take the band off the burn fucking goes away that doesn't mean you had a good workout or you feel it better no it means you're fucking stupid <laughs> the glue pump what the <laughs> fuck it's an anti-abduction band how is that helping you grow your glutes literally the simplest science i can ever tell you is that bands do not help optimize your glute contractions it's impossible no, you're not different. No, you're not outside the bell curve. No, you didn't master it. You're bullshitting yourself. Bands are not helping. They're literally, by definition, designed, and their <laughs> purpose and their intent is to actually do the opposite of what you're trying to do. If your coach tells you to banded bullshit, fire them because they're way too stupid. If they're ever to banded bullshit, they probably fucking have you on SARMs too, huh? Next topic. <laughs> Might get myself in trouble. <laughs> Little shit adds up more than the big shit. Late at night. 1,500 steps to get in. You have a choice. Get the steps. Don't get the steps. It's just my steps. I killed my training, my diet, my sleep, 
everything that killed it. It's just stabs. I'll, what what if I just do eight hundred? I'll just get I'll just get a little over half of what's left in. You open the door to allow yourself to cheat the plan. So I've talked about this um, with Megan. I've talked about it with a few people actually. They're saying that Matt has in my plan that I do vastly different than my clients. 90, 90% of the things we are completely aligned with. 10% of things I do different. If I do it different, well, obviously I think my way is better or else I would change it, right? But if I do those 10% of things my way, when it's Matt's plan, it's not Matt's plan anymore. It's my plan. I'm just having Matt's input. I'm also opening the door for me to oh, you know, he made another change, but like, this is what I would do. So now I follow that. So now it's 15% my plan, 85% his. So why wouldn't you his. just coach yourself? So why wouldn't I just coach myself? I don't care what you like or what you think or what you're XYZ. You hire a coach for a reason. I hire Matt to win bodybuilding shows. And people hire me to win bodybuilding shows, right? So you, you do what the plan calls for. If, if, if you allow that door to open... If you allow the door to open to cheat the plan or not execute the plan fully, it's not just a one-time thing. It's not just a two-time thing. All of a sudden, it's a four, a five, a six, a seven, an eight-time thing. Well, you think about it. If Even if you did that once and then it happens again, yeah. and that's 1,500 steps, exactly. seven days a week. Exactly. I mean, that's 10,000 steps. That's a whole day's or worth even of meat. Over, or, or even over a month. That's a whole day's yeah. worth of meat. So you, you, lost, just, you lost a day's you lost worth a of whole, output. Yep. Yeah. And how are you going to make up for that? Like, especially in a contest prep setting, which if you're, you know, an athlete, if you're a competitive athlete, contest prep's year-round. It's not just when the diet starts. That's year-round. If you're in a contest prep setting, how are you going to recover from missed opportunities? Because the people who are going to kick your ass on stage, they're not cheating on their diet, and they're not cheating the steps, and they're not cheating their, you know, the list, and they're not adding sets, mm -hmm. and they're not, you know, they're not doing these things. They're, they're doing the, they're following the plan. Yeah. You know, what's set in front of him, I just do. And, like, I to think... To miss something so small as steps, like, you can literally starve yourself all yeah. day, take your sets to failure, but you can't walk your happy ass around your kitchen. It's a, it's a behavioral issue. But that behavior becomes commonality yeah. over time because eventually you don't hit your sodium. And then you don't hit your water. All of a sudden, you don't hit your protein. Oh, now we have issues. Oh, all of a it's sudden, a all of a sudden, this is something I used to be really bad at. All of a sudden, you stayed up an extra hour watching TV, and you missed your protein, and you missed your water. Oh, now we have huge issues. You see what I'm saying? Now you're adding more stress. You missed sodium that one day, and now you're missing protein, sleep, and water. What's next? You're tired after work. And whatever's happening because you miss sodium and water. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, your, your electrolyte balance, mm -hmm. which your body does a great job of balancing the electrolytes, but if you're three weeks out from a show and you miss your sodium and water, oh, fuck. Well, now your digestion's off now we, you now, missed your water. Yeah, yeah but now, now there's, like, issues we need to fix, you know, close to a show. And, you know, so now your body's stressed. It's all a behavioral <laughs> change. Once you make your behaviors align with the goal of actually improving your fitness, your fitness is going to explode. I will promise you that. Number seven, if you can read a book or a Kindle while doing cardio, don't expect physique progress to occur here. You are training for cardiovascular health. 
You are not training for fat burning. You are not training for physique improvement, nothing. And don't give me the, I'm in my heart rate's in the fat burning zone. <laughs> the fat burning zone is where your body decides it is. The fat burning zone, your body decides that the adaptive stimulus you placed upon it forced it to elicit so much energy that it had to tap into its fatty acid stores, release those, mobilize those, and utilize those to get through. Not, I'm in the heart rate then. The target, the heart, shut the fuck up. If your coach has to do a shit like that, that's fucking stupid. Go hard. Go hard. When I say low intensity steady state cardio, I mean find a place that's going that find a place that you're going to stay consistent with for the duration of your cardio to where at the end of that term you are done. You're spent. You are toast. Yeah, you don't mean just get on there and walk and get off. Yeah, yeah, if you if you do your cardio after a training session or around your training session at all, you're not doing one of them hard enough and you're likely not doing either of them hard enough because I'll tell you what, when I finish that cardio, there is a shock to my body that's like, fuck, brutal. I mean, that's brutal. You ready to go back to bed and, and wake tough. up again? I'm ready to go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. Have, you know, for some meals, some water, and then go actually train after that. It's like, I highly prefer fasted cardio because of that reason. You know, if you have to do your cardio post-training, I get it, I understand, do what you got to do to get it in. But you're missing a massive element of intent there. You truly, truly, truly are. And it can be the difference between first and second place. If you read a fucking book when you're doing cardio, pick it the fuck up. Truly. Number eight, you're only going to go as far as your health allows you to, not your genetics. There's a lot of people rise to the top of this sport and they get out faster than they fucking got to the top. Because their health is able to sustain for whatever reason. Prolonged dieting, prolonged drug abuse, whatever it might be mental health they're out of the fucking game you will only go as far as your internal health is going to take you you cannot outdose a fucked liver a fucked kidney fucked lungs a heart that's not able to circulate blood optimally you're not going to outperform these things your genetic potential only gets reached if your health allows it to. And this is so fucking important because there's people out there who are just skipping the fucking steps. They're skipping the steps it takes to be truly healthy. And in their contest prep, it shows. And then on the final product on stage shows, look, I know you didn't take your, I, I know that you didn't take your kidney very seriously. If we get into peak week and you're not draining fluid, mm-hmm. you're not draining fluid and you're not drying out because your kidneys are too backed up. I know that if I'm pushing you really fucking hard, you I, you should be losing fat, and you're using some T3 help keep your thyroid optimal. You're not dropping any fat. You're not taking care of your liver, because your liver your liver's your your liver has a massive part in fat mobilization, and you're not allowing it to to do that because it's too backed up, right? You're only going to go as far as health allows you to. Episode 150. I hope you guys enjoy. Eight tips to improve today. Put them to use. I'll see you next time.